All right, I will say good morning, good morning, let us begin. Hopefully everyone had a beautiful, uplifting, magnificent, inspiring Yom Tiv. was a great source to be able to learn with the Olam here. And let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors, to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Nisan, Paul and Kathy Pollock, for dedicating all of Hashem and Drashos this month in memory of Paul's parents, Shmuel ben Zechariah and Sarah Bas Avram, and to thank Avram and Shandy Kalman for dedicating Yeshurim this month in memory of Avram's mother, Sarah Bryna Bas Yoshua Heschel, Zechorun Lebracha. We hope that the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Nisham Moslav and Aliyah, and the families in the Chama. Today's daf is daf Tes Zayin. 16. Baruch Hashem, we are picking up in Meretz Hashem on Tes Zavavah, with days 15 B, and we are picking up uh, two, four, six, eight, ten lines up from the bottom. So some really interesting Gemara. Today, remember again, we left off in the Mishnah, which was detailing the process of the Sota once her carbon mincha has been offered. So the Gemara, or as her carbon mincha is being offered. So the Gemara, the Gemara said, the Mishnah said, Nichnas lahechol, when the coin walks into the hechol, walks into the base Hamikdash. So Panali Yimino, he turns to his right. Remember again, we're describing the process here. Through which he through which he goes ahead and collects the dirt to be able to, u- to be used in the water dirt mixture for the sota. For the sota, so the gemara says as follows: How do you know my time? Why is it that he goes ahead and turns towards the right? To which the gemara says, "Amr Mar Kalpinos Sha'atapona Lo Yihu Ela Derach Yomin." Whenever, when right, whenever deciding which direction to go in. Go right. It's not a political statement, right? It's not a hashkafic statement, but rather, again, it's reflective of the idea that the right always has a dominance and an importance associated with it. Therefore, again, we see this even when the coin has to do on the mizbeach, even when he has to do certain things on different areas of the mizbeach, he always goes in a rightward direction. Incredible. Remember again, the Mishnah then described that there was an Amma by Amma piece, right? There was an Amma by Amma square, a marble slab that had a ring on it. And it was there ultimately again that the coin would lift it up, take dirt from underneath there. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, so I remember again, so the Torah, when detailing the process of the Sota, tells us that the Kohen has to go ahead and take it from Mina Afar Asher Bekarka HaMishkan. He has to take the dirt from the floor, from literally from the dirt, from the floor of the Mishkan. So the Gemara says, listen to this. So from that phrase, from the dirt that will be there. So you might have thought that maybe he could prepare the dirt outside of the mikdash and then bring it inside. Therefore, the Torah says, no, on the karka from the floor of the mishkan itself. If it's from the floor of the mishkan, you might have thought that maybe you might have to dig. You should take out your shovels and literally again start digging. That which is there. Now, also, the Gemara's understanding Asher Yihia to mean like readily available without having to engage in intensive digging. So, how Kate says, so, so which one is it? In other words, it seems to be two contradictory inferences. Mina Afar tells me that Lamaisa, again, you can't prepare the dirt on the outside and ultimately go ahead and bring it in, right? Mina Karka. I'm sorry, um, from Karka Hamishkan, sounds like it has to be readily available right there. So how do you reconcile that? Okay, son, yesh sham 
If there is loose dirt readily available on the floor of the Mishkan, when we say Mishkan, we'll see Mishkan includes everything. Mishkan, Mikdash. If there's dirt readily available on that floor, great. Ain't what if there's not loose dirt readily available there? What should you do? So Tain Sham, bring dirt from the outside, go ahead and put it underneath the slab, and that way it's there. In other words, there is the possibility to transport the dirt from outside the Mikdash into the Mikdash, as long as what? You first put it on the ground of the Mikdash. Because what happens when you put it on the ground? What happens when you put it there? What happens? It becomes part of the earth of the Mikdash. What can't you do? So what can't you do? You can't take dirt from outside the Mikdash and directly mix that into the spring water for the salt. In other words, it's got to be placed down on the earth of the Mikdash. Once you do that, then it becomes part of the Mikdash itself. And then Lamaisi, you can use it after. As well as an incredible, that sometimes you could take something that is unconsecrated. And as long as you attach it to something holy, the unholy item becomes holy itself. And if it works for dirt, it certainly works for us. That sometimes, sometimes, I want, not sometimes, I want to become Kadosh in life. So of course, the goal would be, I could self-inspire. The goal would be that I could lift myself up. Sometimes in life, whatever the reason, like it's the day after Yom Div, I'm just too tired, I can't self-inspire. Right? So, say, so what do you do in those moments of life when you can't self-inspire? What do you do? You attach yourself to something holy, right? Attach yourself to something holy. It's an incredible you sold. And if you attach yourself to something holy, by definition, that holiness attachment fills you with holiness as well. Whether it's attaching yourself to holy people, whether it's putting yourself in a physical place of holiness, sometimes if you can't, you know, in Hasidus, there's a phrase of, it's orusa dilatasa which literally means an inspiration from below, self-inspiration. Sometimes when you can't self-inspire, attach yourself to holy people, put yourself in a holy place, and the inspiration will come. An incredible Yisroh. When the Pasuk says, from the dirt that will be there, So it was actually interesting. This price actually has the version, or the process has, they would actually take dirt from outside of the Mikdash, bring it into the Mikdash, right? Lift up the marble slab, put the earth down, put the earth down. At that point, that earth itself now becomes like earth of the Mikdash, and then they would take it. The Karkah Mishkan, what do I learn from that phrase, Karkah Mishkan? Isi ben Yehuda Omer, what does that come to teach me? Lahavi, Karka, Tapov, Tapov, Tazain, Shiloh, Nov, Givon, Ubeis, Olamin. So I will say this comes to include, because also remember again, what's interesting about this Pasuk is that the Pasuk is Lashon of Karkaham Mishkan. Karkaham Mishkan. So interestingly enough, why is that phrase here? Why? So again, Isi ben Yehuda says, Hamishkan comes to include any place of consecration. Now, again, when I say any, it means the Mishkan. Now, this is referring to the Mishkan in all of its different locations, right? The Mishkan was in Shiloh in Nov and Givon, and then Beis Olamim refers to the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash. So the Sota process could be administered as long as there is a central house of worship. And Allah is the same, which is you're taking dirt from the floor of that central house of worship. Incredible. Isi ben Menachem Omer. Isi ben Menachem says, no, no, no. Eino tzarech. The truth is, Karka HaMishkan is needed to teach us 
the Mishkan in the desert, the Mishkan in Shiloh, Nov, and Givon. But Isimah Menachem says, you don't need the Pasuk to teach you the, the base HaMikdash. Why not? What's this fascinating? When it comes to Tumakala. Now what's Tumakala? Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says, Tumakala, Likanis betumas agof lemikdash, she'ena b'misas bezdin elakaris, lochilek akasov ben mikdash lemishkan. So I will say this is very interesting. Tuma, it's fascinating. When the Gemara talks about Tumakala, Rashi understands over is talking about Tumas haguf. Tumas haguf. But right, literally again, a person is ritually and physically ritually impure. They will say if you walk into the base of Mikdash in a state of physical impurity, you don't get Misas Bezdin. There's not a, in other words, you're not executed by a court, you get Karis. The Gemara calls that Tumakala. Tumakala. We often look at, we often look at, right, it calls it Tumakala. So we'll say if when it comes to Tumakala, <laughs> physical impurity, there's no distinction between what? Between the Mishkan and the Mikdash. So certainly when it comes to Tumah Hamura, right, Tumas Eishas Ish Hamura, Lo Kol Shekim. And I will say, Tumas Eishas Ish is considered to be Tumah Hamura. Why? Because she's executed. I will say, anything you're executed for by a Beisdin is considered to be more Hamur than something that you receive Kares for. So Halach Lomais with Dimar saying is like this. If you're going to go ahead and, if the, if the halacha of Tumah Kala apply in the Beis HaMikdash, Tumah Sagov, certainly Tumah Hamura is going to apply in the Beis HaMikdash as well. So Isi Menachem says, you don't need Karka HaMishkan to teach you the Beis HaMikdash. It's obvious that the Beis HaMikdash is included in all of these halachas. Rather, Karka HaMishkan teaches me wherever the Mishkan is. Right, whether that be the deserts, Shiloh, Nov, and Gibbon. Incredible. If you don't need Karka Mishkan to teach you the Mikdash, so what does Karka Mishkan come to teach you? Shaloyavi Mitoch Kupaso. Very interesting. What it means is that Halacha you can't bring, you can't use dirt from your Kupa, from your basket. In other words, that if you have dirt, so I'll say this if you have dirt, if you have dirt that you, that you, let's say, gathered from outside of the Beis HaMikdash and you brought it in a receptacle, you cannot use the dirt from that receptacle for the Sota process, right? So just to be clear, can you bring dirt from outside of the Mikdash to be used in the Sota process? Yes. But what do you have to do with it? You have to put it down on the Karka of the Mikdash. Right? You have to, that, this has to happen. So going to Isim Ben Menachem, the Karka Mishkan teaches me that you can't bring dirt right in a receptacle from outside of the Mishkan and just use that directly. Rather, that dirt would first have to be placed down on the actual floor of the Mikdash. Incredible. So this is very interesting. What happens if there's no dirt? No dirt. Let's say, let's say again, the case over here is there's no dirt available. What do you have? Ash. Ash, can you use ash in the mixture of sota instead of dirt? To which the Gemara says, interesting. So according to Shamai, this is not a shayla. The Amri, lo matzino efer shekaroi afar. Beishamai holds that we never find ash that is called dirt. 
So Kiti Bailacha, where does the Machlokis come up? Where does the Shadda come up? Ali Bidvesilal. According to Basilal, who says Matsinu Afer Shakare Afar. Because Basilal holds holds, we find that sometimes ash is referred to as dirt. Now what is this talking about? So we'll say if you take a look in Rashi, it's actually Rashi right across. You'll see there's no bolded divrea maskel, but it's right after the two dots. Plukta, literally right across in Rashi. Just move your finger to the right. Plukta de Beishama Beisilal, Bishkitas Chulin. This is the Machlokas Beisham Beisilal in Chulin. Gabi Kisri Hadam. We'll say we know that there's a halacha if you shecht a chaya. Chaya is a non domestic animal. So, for example, deer. Right? Deer is kosher. If you shecht a deer, there's a halacha called Kisri Hadam. Kisri that means you have to cover the blood. Cover the blood. So now watch this. So Rashi says over here, Kabi Kisri Hadam. Alibad Beisel, the army Afer Kari, Afer Dixiv. So the Torah, when discussing the mitzvah of Kisya Hadam, says that you are supposed to go ahead and cover the blood with dirt. So this Machlokis Vesham Beisilal, can you use ash instead of dirt? Beisilal says, be, sorry, Beishamai says, uh, Beisilal says yes, Beishamai says no. Beishamai says no. So, we'll say, so that's the, that's the machlokis by Kisra Adam. So what the Gemara is asking is a parallel discussion, which is, let's say by the Sota, there is no dirt, there's no afar available. Can you use afer? Can you use afer? Can you use ash? So Bepashtos, according to Beis Hillel, who says that afar and afar are interchangeable, like we saw by Kisra Adam, so Sota by Sota, if you don't have afer, sorry, if you don't have afar, you could use afer. What about according to Beishamai? According to Beishamai, Beishamai says, by Kisei Adam, they're not interchangeable. Are they interchangeable by Sota? To which the Gemara says, my, afagav de ikri afar, hacha bekarka, mishkan ksiv. So we'll say, do we say on one hand, even according to Beishilal, even according to Beishilal, who normally says that afar and afer are interchangeable, maybe by Sota it's different. Why? Because the Torah goes out of its way to say, you have to take offer from where? Karka HaMishkan. Maybe Karka HaMishkan is Davka teaching you that what? It Davka has to be dirt and cannot be ash. Oh, Dilma. Hai be Karka HaMishkan, Uchidi Isi Ben Yehuda. Shavosu Uchidi Isi Ben Menachem Uda Asi. Or maybe, no, no, no. Karka HaMishkan is coming to teach you that what? That Aloha Lameisa, like we saw by Isi Ben Yehuda, that is coming to include the Mishkan in all of its different locations, or Isi ben Menachem, who's coming to teach you that you can't go ahead and use dirt from outside of the Beis HaMikdash if it remained in a utensil that was never put on the floor of the Beis HaMikdash. So what's the answer? So Tashma, Tamra B'Yinochra Mishra B'Shmal, this is very interesting. B'Shloshu Makamos, Halacha Okeves Mikra, Mikra Torah. Sorry, Mikra. Well, so in three places, we have, we have instances of a Halacha, remember again, what's a Halacha? Halacha is a halacha la Moshe Misinai that overrides what appears to be an explicit pasuk. Right? Three instances where the Torah says something, and it sounds like a halacha la Moshe Misinai overrides that particular pasuk. Watch this. Hatorah Amra ba'afar ba'alacha b'kol davar. So I'll say, right? So again, remember, first example is the Torah says, by Kisa Adam, you shecht a non domestic animal. Right, you have to cover its blood with dirt. Torah says dirt. Yet, what does the halacha l'moshe misina say? You could cover it with anything, anything. 
So a good example of a halachal of Moshe Misinai that seems to override an explicit pasuk. That's one. Number two, HaTorah Amra B'tar. The Torah says ultimately again that the Nazir is not allowed to shave with a razor. V'halacha b'chol davar. So as yet we know that the Nazir is not permitted to shave with anything. So the Torah says you can't use a razor, yet the halacha is you can't shave with anything. Number three, HaTorah Amr, Sefer, that a get has to be written on a Sefer. V'halacha b'chol davar. And yet the halacha is you're allowed to write a get on anything. On anything. So we'll say, so these are three examples, ultimately again, of where what? Where the Pasuk seems to indicate that the halacha is a certain way, and the halacha l'moshim Sinai seems to override an explicit Pasuk. I, the Gemara says, but one second, one second. Let's take a second. We'll say, what's our question we're dealing with over here? What's our question? Our question is, can you use afer for the sota? If I don't have dirt, can I go ahead and use ash? And I both say, here's what's interesting. Vim Isa, if it was true that you could use ash instead of afar, lechshov nami hai. It should be included in this list. Because I will say, again, the ability to use afar for sota would be a perfect example of what? Of a halacha la Moshe Misinai overriding an explicit pasuk. Because remember again, what does the pasuk say by sota? What does the pasuk say by sota? Right? Sorry, the pasuk is. If you can really use afar, that would be another example of where you have the halachal overriding an explicit pasuk in the Torah. To which the Gemara says, "No, no, no, ton of a shear." So what's ton of a shear? It's not an exhaustive list, right? When we said there are three, there's really more than three. We're leaving some things off the list. So it's possible that you can even use ash, but we're just not creating an exhaustive list. I says the Gimara, Umay Shir the High Shir. So what, what was left off? In other words, you can't just say stuff like that. If you're gonna tell me things something was left off the list, tell me what was left off the list. So it says incredible. Shir Mitsora. Listen to this. It leaves off the case of Mitsora. What happens on Zara? The Sanya, Vayava Yomashvi, Yigalach is called Saro. The Pasuk says, on the seventh day of his purification, he will shave off all of his hair. So it was like, cloud. That phrase is a cloud, right? A general statement. Then it says, Esrosho, Ves Zikano, Ves Gabos Then it says, his hair, his beard, his eyebrows, Prat. That's a Prat, a specific statement. Ves Kol Saro Yigalea. Then it says again, he shall shave off all of his hair. Chazar the cloud. So I will say, what do you see from here? That's another klal. So what do you see from this? Klal uprat uklal. So what do you have? You have a general statement, a specific statement, and another general statement. So what's the halacha? Iyatadon elakeina prat. Ultimately, I will say, in this case, the klal is defined through the prism of the prat. How so? Ma prat mufurash makom kinos seyar venira. So I will say, what is the prat? The prat tells us any part of the body where there is a gathering of hair, and it's seen, and it's seen. kinos So what does it come to include? What does the Nazir have to shave? Any hair on the body, which is gathered and seen, needs to be removed. Ma rabbi, what does it come to include? Rabbi ser haraglayim. Rabbi ser actually points out, Rabbi ser haraglayim is a euphemism for pubic hair, that the Nazir has to even go and shave off his pubic hair, because again, that's gathered, and it's seen. When a person is unclothed, it's seen. Uma miet, 
So I say, what does it exclude? What doesn't a Nazir have to shave? It's very interesting. Mi'et, the base hashechi, or the kule gufe. It means he doesn't have to shave the hair of his armpits and the hair on the rest of his body. So I say, what, what does that mean? The hair on the armpits, I understand. Why? Because again, it's not seen. It's not seen, right? Furthermore, it means the hair on the rest of his body. So let's say, if you can imagine, what it's referring to like is the hair on your legs and on your arms. Why do I say? Because even though that hair is seen, what is it not? It's not gathered. It's not gathered. It's very interesting. So in other words, the nausea only has to go ahead and shave hair that's both gathered, right? Gathered and seen. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Udekule gufe. So the Gemara says, uh, fine. So that's based on the Pasuk, right? So what does the Pasuk essentially teach? So, from the, so remember again, the Psukim themselves, we have a Klau, Uprat, Uklau. And based on that, what emerges is, you have to shave hair, what kind of hair? Gathered and seen. And yet, Rabbi say, what does the Allah Moshe Misinai say? And the Allah Moshe Kidalas. It's great to say. What what does the what does the halacha Moshe Misinai say? You have to be as smooth as a gourd, right? Which means which means what? Shave every, everything's got to go. Shave everything. So we'll say. Here's another incredible example of where you have a halacha Moshe Misinai that seems to go ahead and upend a pasuk. So the point the Gemara is making over here is we just gave three examples of where you have a halacha Moshe Misinai which upends a pasuk. But in no way is the list exhaustive. Right? Vaharaya, Mitzara was left off, to which the Gimara says, listen to this. This nan, Mitzara, when you come to shave the Mitzara, so what do you do? Ma'avir tar al You go ahead and you put the razor literally over his entire body. The Katani Seifa, and we learned in the Seifa, Bayom Ashri, on the seventh day of his purification process, Megalcho Tadlachas Shnia, Kedalachas Rishona. We do for him a second shaving like the first one. So, Bosses, what do you see from here? A perfect example of a Halachal Moshimi Sinai totally upending a Pasuk. And yet again, it's not included in this list. See, so Sylvia, when the Gemara said, gave three examples. Of halachos l'moshe misinai, which go ahead and up and psukim, it doesn't mean to be an all exhaustive list. And therefore, I will say, remember, coming full circle, coming for a circle. What's our shaila? What's our shaila? Let's go. Ahead. What's our shaila? Can you use afer instead of afar? The fact that if you could use afer, the fact that that's not included in this list, in no way, in no way, poses a problem for us. Good. Listen to this. When we include in this list, Kika Choshev, Kika Choshev, Halacha Okeves Mikra. So we'll say ultimately again, when we include in this list, we're talking about a Halacha Lemoshe Misinai, which Mamash will say, Okeves literally means like undermines, right? Literally uproots. We're talking about again a case of Halacha Lemoshe Misinai, which totally uproots a Pasek. Ha, in the case of Mitzora, Okeves Midrabanon. So I'll say ultimately again, it's not it's not okeves apasik, but rather I will say what it is is it's up it uproots a dirabanon. So Rapaba Rapaba says, Kika Hoshiv Halacha Okeves Vokeres. Furthermore, again, we'll say the list is filled with examples of things that undermine and uproot. Ha, the case of Mitsora, Okeves Umusefesi. 
That was very interesting, right? In the case, the reason why Mitzvah is not included in this list is because our list refers to things that ultimately, again, what? Okeves, undermine, and Okeres, and totally uproot. The Mitzvah case, I will say, it does undermine, but what does it really do? It adds on to that which we gleaned from the Psukim. Because remember, again, like we just said before, the Mitzvah Drasha, the Mitzvah Drasha, actually ends up requiring you to do more than what the Pasik itself would have told you. Incredible. So the Gemara says, good. Ravash Yamar, Hamas Nisa Mani, whose opinion does this Mishnah reflect? Rabbi Shmal, he, Rabbi Shmal, what does Rabbi Shmal say? Tidarish Klavi Upadi. So remember again, the Bryce or the Mishnah that we just quoted before, that essentially, remember, I just want to point out what's happening over here. In the Mitzorah case, the Mitzorah is being darshaned through the prism of a klal and prat and klal. What's the result of that drasha? What do you have to shave? What do you have to shave? Any hair that's what? Gathered and seen. Which would exclude what? Which would exclude, which would exclude armpit hair, right? And the truth is, what we'll call really just like general body hair. General body hair, right? Because although body hair is visible, it's not gathered. It's not gathered. So right, then the halach l'moshim Sinai says, shave everything. Now I would say, when I watch this, whose opinion is reflected in our Mishnah? Rabbi Shmuel. Now, what does Rabbi Shmuel do? The Darish Klali Uprati. Remember, Rabbi Shmuel is one of the Darshans, Klal and Prat, Amud Beis, Amud Beis. So, Kidala'as money. So, we'll say, but ultimately, again, the Avacha that says that you have to be as smooth as a gourd. Right? So, we'll say, whose drasha is that? That's Rabbi Akiva He, the Darish Ribwe Umeute. That's actually a result of Rabbi Akiva's drasha. Rabbi Yekive Darshins, a reboy and a miot. Where do we see this? Watch this. Tisanya. Torah says on the seventh day, he will shave all of his hair. Reba. So we'll say that's a reboy. His head, right? His beard and his eyebrows. Miet. That's an exclusionary phrase. And he shall shave all of his hair. Chazar veriba. That's a reboy again. So reba. Umiyat uriba. So we'll say, so what happens when you have a ribui, a miut, and a ribui? Riba hakol. That comes to include everything. What is everything over here? My riba. Riba de kule gufe. It comes to include the hair on all of his body. Umay miyat. What does it come to exclude? So miyat seyar shebesoch hachotam. It comes to exclude nose hair. He doesn't have to shave nose hair. So we'll say, I just want to point out something very interesting. The emergency point out over here is. By, when it comes to Mitzorah, you don't have to get into this whole halacha Moshe Misinai uprooting a Pasuk. The truth is, it's just a machlokis and exegetical principles. According to the opinion that Darshan said through a, through a klalu pratu klal, you need the halacha Moshe Misinai. According to the Yakiva who Darshan's ribui, miut, and ribui, what's the result? You're shaving everything. The only thing you don't have to remove is what? Nose hair. Okay, so the Gemara says, my havi Allah. By the way, right, right? Let's say back to our regularly scheduled program. So what is the answer to our question? Remember again, what was our question? If you don't have afar, can you use afar? Right? So I don't have dirt, can I use ash? That, right? that, that's the shayla. That's the shayla. So tashma, damrav amrav, ein sham afar. Listen to this. If you don't have dirt, maybe rakruvis yarek umekadish. So we'll say, what can you use? You can use ultimately again. So, Rakruves Yerak means if you have decomposing vegetables, right? So, decomposing vegetables ultimately again decompose into 
compost, right? So you could use that. You could use that for the sota water, right? So you could use that. Literally, literally we'll say, Rakruvis Yaris, it's saying, it's calling it the dust, the dust of decomposed, of decomposed vegetables. So we'll say, so what do you, now, we'll say, why is he bringing this up? What, what is this Araya for? The fact that you could use this, the Gemara says, oh, means that what? You could also use ash. So you see, you could use things other than dirt. To which the Gemara says, no, 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 no. Velohi. Rak Ruves Yereku to Havi Afar, Afer Lo Havi Afar. Nerbo says it's very different. You see, the dust of decomposed vegetables is considered what? It's considered dirt. Right? Why is it considered dirt? It comes from the ground and it goes back into the ground. That's very different than Afer, very different than ash. Ash is a foreign material, right? Ash is not from the ground. So in other words, I, so in other words the Gemara is bringing the, the dust of the decomposing vegetables as a rayo that you should be able to use afer, that you should be able to use, that you should be able to use ash. But Allah says, no, that's not true. The dust of decomposing vegetables is similar to afar. That's why it could be used, but maybe afer can't be used. So I says, how do we paskin? So listen to this, listen to this. So this is in Hilchos Sota, Perak Dalit Halacha Yud Beis. So first of all, two halachas over here. Number one, lo hayasham afar behechal, mevi afar mi bachutz umanicho behechal, velo keach mi menav enosap neamayim. So we'll say, listen to this. What if there was no dirt in the base hamikdash? So we'll say, so step one, what do you do? Right, step one, bring dirt from outside the mikdash. Then what? Place it on the front of us. When we say place it on the front, what does that mean? You lift up the slab, right? Lift up the Amba Amas slab. Take the dirt that you brought by the outside. Go ahead and place it on the ground of the Harabayas. And suddenly again, that becomes Beis HaMikdash dirt. I would say, like we said before, the when you take something unconsecrated, attach it to something holy, ultimately again, it becomes holy. It works for dirt. It works for us. So the Maisa, that's step one. So if you don't have dirt in the Mikdash, take dirt from the outside, put it on the ground floor of the Harabayas, Ta-da, it becomes consecrated. Now you can use it. I, what happens if there's no dirt? So now the Raman Paskins, the Eno Mevi Afer. Ava Mevi Rakbuvis Shehika Afar. I would say you cannot use ash. You cannot use ash. Now what can you use? You can use the dust of decomposed vegetables. Right? That you can use. Right? Because that has the status of Afar itself. But you cannot use Afer. You cannot use ash for the sota process. That is how the Rabban Paskins. Incredible. Let's go weiter. Let's go weiter. Kedeshirap Mayim. So remember again, the next part of the Mishnah says you take, you take the dirt. You take the dirt. And what do you do? You mix it in the water. Rabbo said, when mixing the dirt in the water, the dirt itself, the Mishnah said, Kedeshirap Mayim, which means what? The dirt has to be visible on the water. It has to be visible. So let's analyze. So turn around on Shlosh and Shiiru. There are three things that need to be seen when mixed into water. Afar Sota, the dirt of the Sota, right? Afar Para, the ash, right? They're really Afar Para. The ash of the Para Dumram is also mixed in with water. It has to be visible in the water. The Roke Yavama, interesting. And the spit of the Yavama. Right, when the Yavama spits on that, on, on the shoe of the Yavam, that spit, that saliva, has to be visible on his shoe. Good. Mishra Mishwala, Mishra Mishwala says, 
even the blood of the bird. Now, what is this referring to? So this is referring ultimately again to the Mitzora. So as we spoke about this in yesterday's daf, look at Rashi. Av dam sipar shamatzora sheshochtu al kli cheres al mayim chayim v'tzarak shelo yitin mayim ala kashir shei dam sipar nikam. So listen to this. Very important. Talokal ma'isal. Very quickly. What's the process by mitzora? How many birds by mitzora? Two birds. So remember again. What do you do by mitzora? You have an earthenware vessel. A little chazar from yesterday's daf. What type of earthenware vessel? Brand new. Brand new, right? You fill it up with water. What kind of water? Spring, Spring water. water. Excellent. That's good. Right? Yeah. Then, then what do you do? I will say, then you, then you go ahead, you shecht one of the birds. And I will say, where do you receive that blood? Where do you receive the blood? And the earthenware vessel, new earthenware vessel, filled with the spring water. Right? You put the blood in there. Remember, what do you do? Right? Then you have the living bird. Right? Again, hyssop, cedar wood, scarlet wool. What do you do? Dip that combination into the blood water, right? Blood, blood water, right? And then you sprinkle that on the mitzora. That's the process. Shabbat Shmuel says, the blood of the shafted bird that you receive in the earthenware vessel with the spring water, the blood has to be visible in that water as well. So my time, Shmuel, why does Shmuel say that? The Pasuk says, you shall literally again immerse them in the dam of the tzipar. So you see over here that even when the dam is mixed in with the spring water, it still has to be dam hatzipar. Meaning what? The blood has to be recognizable. The Tanya we learned, bedam, yachol bedam lobamayim. You might have thought maybe you just have to dip it in the dam and not in the water. Sorry, tamal lomar bamayim. Therefore the Pasuk says in the water, ibamayim, yachol bedam lobamayim, See if it says the water, maybe you just have to go ahead and dip. I also remember again, what are we dipping? What are we dipping? What are we dipping? Living bird, crimson, uh, uh, cedar, hyssop, crimson wool. I just like seeing those words. They sound like very, like, you know, crimson and hyssop. Good. Anyway, hyssop and frankincense are the two best words, right? I'm going to so far. Good. Says the Gimara, saying the Gimara. So what happens? So that's what you're dipping over here. So am I, imamayim, yochamayim, velobadam. If it says water, you might have thought just water and not in the blood. Tamlomer, badam. So I'll say, so how case is, I don't understand, so which, so, the problem is we seem to have contradictory inferences. Sometimes we're saying dip it in the water, dip it in the blood. So how, how do you reconcile this? How maybe mayim shedan or nikar bahem. You bring water, right? You have to have spring water, but it has to be enough water or not too much water, that's what? That the blood will still be recognizable in the water itself. Vikama. So I'll say, how much water is that? to make sure that the blood will still be recognizable in it, revius. So I'll say that's how much water you go ahead and you bring for the mitzora, right? A revius of water. A revius of water, that ensures that when the blood of the slaughtered bird is, is received in that kli with the water, ultimately, again, the blood still remains visible. Vrabanan. What does Vrabanan do with this Pasuk? Ha'ula gufei. Ha'ula gufei. Ultimately, again, the Pasuk is going to teach us the ikra alacha. Tachikam rechmar. This is what the Pasuk is saying. Right, go ahead and and dip the bird together with the cedar, hyssop, and scarlet wool together in the blood and the water. Rabbi Shmuel said, "If that's the case, the Torah could have just said the talavam immersed in them." Bedam ubemayim lamali. Why does the Torah dafka have to say in the blood and in the water? Limikar to teach us that the blood must remain recognizable 
even when mixed in with the water. For Rabbanah, the Rabbanah will say, If the Torah would have just said, immerse it in them. Hava Amina, I might have thought that what? You have two utensils, two kalim, one of blood, one of water, and what do you have to do? You have to dip the components in each one. Therefore, Kasav Rachmana, Badam Ubamayim La Arvon. Therefore, the Torah teaches us, no, Badam Ubamayim to teach us that what? You have to go ahead and mix them together. For Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yishmael says, Rabbi Yishmael, La Arvon Krach Rinixid. To teach us that they mix together, that's a different Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? Vishacharas Hatsipura Achas. Fine, different Pasuk. For Rabbanon, Imeahu, if you want to learn how to check the mix them together from that Pasuk, Hava Amina, Lishchite Samoch Lamana. I would have thought well, this is very interesting. I would have thought maybe you shecht the bird next to the utensil. Right after you shecht it, squeeze the vridin. We'll say the vridin are the veins through which the blood spurts out, right? So, so, so pinch them, pinch them. And receive the blood in a different utensil. Kamash no, that when we shecht the bird, we receive the blood directly into the utensil. Okay, fine. Bye, Rabbi Zayir. was a great Gemara. Bye, Rabbi Zayir. Rabbi Yemya. So Rabbi Yirmiya asked from Rabbi Zera, Gidola What happens if you have What happens if you have an especially large bird, and therefore there's so much blood that it eclipses the presence of the water, or for that matter, Kitana or for that matter again, maybe you have a very small bird. And as a result, what happens? It's a very small bird. And as a result, ultimately, again, the water eclipses the blood. Mahu, what is in a situation like this? We'll say, this is such a great answer. Rabbi Zer says, Rabbi Yermia, lava minalacha. How many times have I told you? Lo seifuk nafshik libar nafshicha libar mehilchasa. Literally, again, do not question the chachamim. After all, but sipar drar shirabanon, there's a specific bird that was used for the Mitzora process, called the Tzipar Durar. So the Gemara says, Shir Rabbanon, E'en l'cha gidol l'shemat ches ha'samayim, Ultimately, again, Chazal identified the bird. Ultimately, again, the bird that is used for the Mitzora process, Chazal identified it as the Tzipar Durar, and the Tzipar Durar, essentially, is not too big, and it's not too small, right? There's not going to be too much blood that it eclipses, that eclipses the presence of the water, and it's not going to be too small that the water eclipses the presence of the dam. An incredible Akrabah. So I'll say, Shrabi Zero essentially saying to Yirmiya, just do what you're told. I'll say, you know, I mentioned this by the, by the, by the Nila Sachag yesterday, a beautiful idea by the Lubavitcher, very quickly. Lubavitcher says, by the Chacham, Ma Eidos Vachukim Ba Mishpat Mashar Tziva Hashem Elokeinu Aschem. Right? What are all these different mitzvahs? Remember again, Eidos, Chukim, Mishpat, refer to different mitzvahs. Mishpatim are intuitive mitzvahs. Eidos are mitzvahs which are not intuitive, but once they're explained, they make sense. And Mishpatim, of course, are mitzvahs I don't understand at all. So Lubav says, I don't understand. If the Chacham, if the Chacham is a Chacham, then what? He should understand these different mitzvahs. So what's his question? What's his question? The Rebbe says something so beautiful. What do you have to get into why, what everything means? Just do it. Just do it. Chesh Baruch who says to do something, just do it. Right? Who, who says you have to understand? Who says it has to make sense? Just do it. Just be an inspired Jew and just do what you're supposed to do. That's it. That's it. So I said, it's such a beautiful way to live. 
Now again, obviously needs some of both. Hashbar who gave us intellect because he wants us to understand things. But there is sometimes a beautiful component in Yiddishkeit that says, just do. Just do. Don't worry about the why. Don't worry about the why. Sometimes the great more chacham you become, the more you realize. Why do I need all the I just want to serve Akadish Baruch That's it. So I'll say, Rabbi Zerah says, Rabbi Yirmiya, it's going to say, what if the bird's too big? What if the bird's too small? Rabbi Zerah says, essentially, don't worry about it. I promise you. Chazal have it taken care of. Akadish Baruch Hu have it taken care of. The Tzipar drawer is exactly the right size. Incredible. So Tan Rabbanon, Hiktim Afra Lamayim Pasal. It was a very interesting halacha. If you went ahead, I will say, so remember again, the process as we see it, I saw it, as remember, what's that? what did the Mishnah say? He's taking a klicheres, right? You have earthenware utensil. He's filling it with water from where? From where? Kiar, excellent, right? And then he's putting the dirt in the water. Now I will say, so there's an order. What happens if you reverse the order? Hiktim afar lamayim. What happens if you put the dirt in there before the water? Puzzle. Ultimately, again, it's puzzle. Rabbi Shimon says, no, 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 it's fine. My time is Rabbi Shimon. What's Rabbi Shimon's logic? Because it says, by paraduma, the lachula tame me afar sreifas hachatos. Says, you will take the turn for afar says, Vitanya, Rabbi Shimon, vichi afar who? It's not afar. Avalo efer. It's not afar. We'll say afar is dirt. This is efer. This is ash. Shina hakasa vimashmo. Ladun emena gzir shava. Torah is coming along ultimately again to teach us Xer Shava. What's Xer Shava? Neamar Khan Afar says over here Afar. The Neamar Lahalan. So it says over here by Paraduma Afar. And it says by Sota Afar. Ma Lahalan Afar Agabe Maim. Just like by Sota, you're supposed to put the dirt on top of the water. Afkan Afar Agabe Maim. Sota by Paraduma, you should put the ash on top of the water. Umakan Hiktim Afar Lamaim Kashar. And just like by Paraduma, if you place the ash before the water, the process is still kosher. So to buy sota, hiktim kosher. Ultimately, again, if you place the ash or you place the dirt before the water is kosher, Iva Hasam Paraduma, how do you know that if you place the ash before the water it's still kosher? Tupsukim. So Ksiv Alov, it says on it, Alma even if you put the ash before the water, Uksiv Maim Chaim Alkeli, and then it says you put the water in first, Alma Maim Bresh. So Bosa by Paraduma have Tupsukim, and Tupsukim teach me either order is fine. Hi, the Gemara says, Hakeitzad, Ratsa Zeno Saint, Ratsa Zeno Saint, Ratsa Zeno Saint, you can go and put everyone you want. We'll say very quickly, Vrabanan, El Kelly, Rabbanan say El Kelly, Dafka. Means to teach you that the water has to come first and the ash second. I love, what does I love teach me? La Arvan, that you have to mix them together. I, the Ima, I love Dafka. So Al Kelly, Shatechi, Yusun, Bakli. Maybe Al Kelly teaches you that Allah, Halamaisa, you have to pour the spring water directly into the Kli and not into a second Kli and then into the Kli. Mamatsin, Bachomago, Machshir, Lamaila, Avka, Machshir, Mala. Both in general, we find that the item, what we call the Machshir, we both say the machshir is the item that makes, that kind of affects the process. The machshir always goes on top. So to your so I apologize with this quickly. So we say, how do we pass him? This is very important. So remember again, the process outlined in the Mishnah is water first and then dirt. So what happens if you reverse the order? So the Rambam paskins, hiktim afar lamayim psula. If you went ahead and you put in the dirt, before you put in the water, ultimately, again, it's possible. The order is specific, like the Mishnah outlined. First water, and then the dirt is introduced. Rabbi Zai,
All right, Hebron Zoom. A good Shabbos, everyone. So good to see everyone here. Beautiful. Hope everyone had a beautiful Yom Tif. Sure. Never, never done with them, but you know, yes. The, 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 the pride, right? Which is what it said. 